0: Welcome to another episode of the Strong Family Project. I'm Joe, joined by Mel, and today we'll be talking about what the Strong Family Path looks like on a day to day basis. It's a 10 minute Tuesday, so make sure you're dialed in. This one's going to happen fast.
1: Welcome back to the Strong Family Project podcast, where we guide you on the path to raising confident, independent, and resilient children in a strong family environment.
0: Today I tasked Mel. With something new for the podcast. Even on these short episodes, we're going to put a couple of different segments in. So you're getting more than just what we're talking about for the main point. And the assignment was come up with a segment, don't tell each other what it is, and see what happens.
1: Stresses me out. <laughs> I'm
0: going to go first. And I'm pulling these from some questions that we get online. So it's great if you submit your questions. We have official strong family co on Instagram. YouTube comments or through the website strongfamilyproject.com. You can submit questions on things you want to talk about. Not every question is a full episode style question. So I think these segments will help out. Mel, what have you done in the last week to develop your life?
1: I've taken on, I've stepped up and taken on scheduling different podcasts that we're going to be featured Mm. on and interviewed on. And this has been a big learning curve for me. With doing some pre-podcast interviews, I'm talking on the phone with lawyers of divorced couples or moms who have 10 kids each. It's amazing. So it's been really awesome to, first of all, realize that we can connect with people all over the country who are trying to improve their families. And secondly, just a confidence booster for me that I have the confidence that this process is going to help a lot of people and not always question myself all the time.
0: I'll tell you for a little extra confidence, you your videos get a lot of views when we post them on Instagram. People like to hear from you, oh, so you're doing shit. good. So for the segment, we'll pose a question and we'll both answer it. For me, yesterday I was just really run down and I was moping around. And then our five year old asked to go outside and throw rocks because he just wants to go play outside. And I said, all right, we can choose one activity after I go for my walk. And he says, I want to go for a walk. So I'm going up the mountain. I'm going to go up the mountain. And I don't take him that much because it's a big mountain. He's five. And he said, I promise I won't complain. I said, okay, I will give you a chance to come up the mountain. And he took his top off and climbed up the mountain with shirtless and in the fog. He didn't complain. We found some flowers for Mel, carried him home. And so it was good perspective to give kids the chance to step up and don't always assume. And yes, I would have preferred In some ways, do it myself because I just like to go quiet, reconnect. But I can also do that later. And the opportunity for him to be able to accomplish that and do it together was too great. So I had to put my own needs aside for a little bit and then woke up early and had some quiet time today and pushed it to a different time.
1: And we realized that this is, he's almost done with preschool. So yesterday was Friday and starting next fall, we won't have him home on Fridays. So I appreciate that you took that initiative to do that with him. Especially on a day that we're not going to have going forward.
0: That was a little what's going on in our life. What's your segment?
1: Kids say the darndest things.
0: Okay, you go.
1: Okay, so I went to the doctor with Everett for his checkup. And we joke around, about while we were waiting for the doctor, we were joking around about how I don't want him to grow anymore. He needs to stay little forever because he's so cute and adorable. And he says, Mom, my body does what my body does. And he said it again yesterday, so that's going to be a little theme, I think, for us.
0: Yeah, it's very stoic. Just is what it is. (laughs) All right, this is an interesting one. I'll throw a little bit in before we get into today's topic, and that is, yesterday at dinner, Mel got into potty talk, and so uh, I have to be the mature one (laughs) because the kids are starting. Their kid, the other kids in the class, have social currency, which they know what the swear words are and they talk about them. Yes, the kids know what they are, and I have a page in the book that I wrote for my children about swearing because i grew up in a household that had a lot of it
1: and mine was the opposite yeah
0: it's just it was just a very different time and my dad was a plumber furnace man mechanic and his claim to fame is that he could swear for 30 seconds straight without repeating any words he could do different combinations of words but it was no no full repeats and so it was a different perspective however my opinion on swearing cussing bad language is that it is a lower form of communication. You usually set out of frustration and is more witty and a higher level of intelligence if you can use different words. And so I encouraged the kids on that. I had to teach them some different words for this and that Mel wanted to bring up and giggle about. And so I had to be the mature one. And the kids learned some different, wittier, less offensive type words that they could have their own little version of social currency about with not Going out in the world and using language that is low level communication.
1: And I encourage Henry when he gets frustrated to say, shucks.
0: He does not like that. I, he doesn't. Okay. And for those uh, listening on audio, she does it with a hand motion, a little fist going across. <laughs> yeah, shucks. So, okay. All right. Let's get into today's t- topic. Go.
1: Okay. So it, wait.
0: Did you read us in? I did. Go. <laughs>
1: So I hope this is what was on my heart this last week, where we're presenting this path, these different ideas that can help bring structure to your family life and make it a more strong environment. But on a day-to-day basis, I think it's, ex- I think it's fun to look back and see how are we implementing this in a day-to-day basis. So we were going to give some examples. And really, this is about if you do the path, any component of it consistently, you will see the fruits of your labor. And there'll be sure, certainly there'll be days when you feel like you're not doing anything right. But other days, the kids will say something or do something, and you're realizing things are clicking, things are moving forward. And it's really about trusting the process, as it is with so many things. So, we're going to give a couple examples of that. And I will start with Everett. So, going back to our goal setting system, we set a commitment every week to move a little bit closer to one of our annual vision goals. And for Everett, it's oftentimes something like physical activity. So, he'll do This week, I think it's 10 squats and walking to the mailbox and back. And our mailbox is like a half a mile away. So at school the other day, they in preschool, like circle time, they pick a little stick out of a bowl and it tells them what kind of activity to do. So for that particular day that I was there, it was 10 squats. And he looked at me and he said, that's part of my commitment for this week. I just, that was one of those, here's some fruits of our labor. He is implementing and into his daily life, The concepts that we're trying to create with him. So that daily commitment, he takes it really seriously Mm. at the dinner table. If when we ask, has everybody done their commitment? And he's like, Well, I did my squats, but I didn't do my walk. And he makes sure that he gets it done. So for me, that just that little moment at school when he mentioned the commitment, and nobody else necessarily heard it. It was between him and me, but I saw, like, we're doing something that is planting seeds in him, and he's already conceptualizing it and Implementing it into his daily life. So that was a really special moment. And it's because we are consistent with setting commitments at our family meeting. And then at dinner time, we check in if everybody's done their commitment every day.
0: And I should have said this at the beginning the purpose of us sharing this is so that it's not like a magic wand that instantly changes everything. It's these small little wins that happen day to day that we should spend some time looking for to have the silver lining in our days. And as I get into Henry, I would suggest if you have your core values set, which is episode one of the whole podcast, to go back and listen to it, choose some family core values. It'd be a great idea to journal on them as a parent. What are the wins of the week in each area? At our family meeting we asked the kids to share, but it'd be great if you noticed them and then elevated the kids by saying, Hey, I saw you did this. If Mel said to Ev, I saw during and I heard her do it, but I saw it during fam during morning circle time. In pre-K, they picked squats, and you associated that with your commitment, which is part of our goal-setting strategy every week. They try to do something to move them towards a bigger goal that they want to accomplish that year. And so you spending some time to journal so you can see these wins start to accumulate and you see the momentum. If it goes unseen, you'll start to think that it's not working. And these are the little wins that make a huge difference in someone's life as Everett forms habits and as it forms the language around habits. That may seem small to us, but it's his first time ever associating it, and it's his first time. It's his third week of ever having commitments because he felt left out that the other kids had him and he didn't, and so he got himself in there. And these are the small wins that will give you a lot of peace of mind parenting. So that's why we're sharing some what to look for during the day.
1: And I want to just add in before you get to Henry. When I mix all their names together sometimes. When we were talking about this at the dinner table about Everett, and then yesterday he did so much physical stuff outside. He climbed the mountain with Joe. And one of the kids was like, he's just like a real special kid. And of course he is. But I have to believe that he's making these decisions and these choices because we're implementing the path. I don't want to just be like, we're just lucky that he likes to hike.
0: Yeah, Henry gave him a compliment, which is a kid term, which is he's just built different. Like that's popular lingo now. And the reality is he's building himself different. He is not built different. He didn't come out different than every other child. It's that he's on the path and he gets the benefit of us figuring this out. And during his whole life, the oldest child, a lot of parents know this. Yeah, <laughs> I we did our, We glued it together. And he gets five or six years of this. And then Henry gets more of it. And then the youngest gets more of it. You can see the difference. And it just takes a little bit more focus then to catch everyone up to speed. But it's not that kids are built different, that you're building them different. So let me get into Henry, because It's only ten minute Tuesday, Thursday night. I was taking Henry to soccer practice, and he took a moment and said, "I really appreciate you taking your time out of your day to take me to soccer practice." And I said, "I really appreciate that." What prompted you to say that today? And he said, "I want to work on more being having more gratitude during my day because it's something that's important to our family." And he identified. He said, "Hey, I'm good at dinner time. I'm always thankful for the food that's on the table." But I don't always do it in the rest of my day. And it was just unprompted. We were merging onto the highway and he took some time to show some gratitude. And it was great to see that impacting his life to be thankful for things versus taking things for granted. And I think in the long run, and we've talked to a lot of people about this on other podcasts as well, that we've been fortunate enough to be guests on. That we don't want kids to grow up entitled. like Just assume all this stuff is given to them. If Yes, you can be, give your kids things. They, showing gratitude is a powerful piece of that.
1: I'm going to talk about Logan a little bit. And this relates to the evening debrief. So it's a really good one to go back and listen to. It's about when we sit down. I sit down usually in the evening after I put Everett to bed. I sit down with Logan and Henry. We do a little prayer. And then I read them a chapter of a book. And usually during prayer, they share something they're grateful for. And Henry will often sound like, I'm grateful I got to play soccer at recess. And then this thing happened at recess. And usually he'll go into something that was going on that day. This particular night, Logan was, seemed anxious. And he was saying, I'm hearing all these different things on the bus and middle school stuff. And, but he didn't want to get into it. And I didn't, my first reaction as a mom is, I want to push him. I want to, Him to tell me right now what's on his mind, but it just didn't seem ready, and maybe he didn't want to talk about it in front of Henry. I'm not really sure. So that night I went to bed and I thought I feel really terrible that I'm not making one-on-one time with Logan. I think sometimes I lump the older ones together where they really might need their own individual time with me. So this path is constantly evolving. So the next morning I had noticed that Logan was setting his alarm early for some reason, and I get up at five thirty. And he came upstairs the other day at 5.45, and I thought, maybe he'll do that again, and which he did. And I took the opportunity, those few minutes of the wee hours of the morning, to ask him what was going on. And it took a bit of prompting, but it was just him and me. The morning is really peaceful. Everyone else is still sleeping. And he was able to open up a bit about what was frustrating him, and we kind of problem-solved around it a little bit. But if it wasn't for this path process, the evening debrief and how I was considering it and what his needs were, considering all those relationships within the family, that's the seventh piece of the path. If I wasn't tuned in to his needs, I might've just let it go. So that was another way that just the other day, this was like three days ago, that I was able to think through it and make the time and make sure that he felt important and that what his, whatever he's going through, he could bring up to me. Because sometimes I think, Some people might say, I have a teenage boy, they're not going to talk to me. But I think a lot of that has to do with, are you making the time to connect and to give him the opportunity to speak with you without the distraction of younger siblings
0: or whatever. Establish your standards, identify when everyone's achieving them, and then celebrate those achievements. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Strong Family Project podcast. We'll talk to you on the next one.